I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. Well, I think a little bit of bubbly's in order, a little bit of a birthday celebration, because we are 20! Well, technically we're 21, but I mean, I'm just going to call it 20 because it sounds better. Series 1, Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, in the bag. Doesn't time fly? This week I've been feeling all nostalgic and just super grateful. I really am grateful for such a lovely process and thank you all for listening as well because it would have been out without yous. So I thought I would compile sort of like my favourite moments from all of season one. If you pass in the secret too, what do you think? I mean, some of you listeners have been with me since day dot, since the very dark early days of lockdown. And I just wanted to say thank you, I suppose, for staying with us, even at the beginning, when, quite frankly, I was probably a little bit shite. <laughs> but seriously, I have loved this little podcast journey, and it's been a real highlight of this year for me. I mean, not like I've had loads of highlights or anything, it has been an absolute bag of dicks this year, and I'm sure you guys will completely agree. The reason I started this podcast was to have a great little natter with some of my favourite people, but also provide you lot, the guys at home listening, with some little pearls of wisdom. And I really hope we've done that because I feel like I've learned a lot from it as well. Like I've learned so, so much from all of my wonderful guests and I really wish I could have picked them all for my best bits. And I hope there's no hard feelings to anyone who may have been left out. You were all fantastic. You were all top draw guests absolute blinders but there can only be a certain amount of best bits so here we go without further ado please enjoy my highlights of Biggie Person The Secret 2 Season 1 I mean I don't know about you guys but I am just riding this corona coaster of emotions and holding on for dear life like I'm just taking every day as it comes so some days I wake up and I'm full of energy and I'm taking everything in my stride I literally blitz the flat clean the skirt and boards with an earbud learn learn to bake banana bread sit down do a tiktok speak to all my friends i'm winning and the next day i'm ugly crying into a bottle of wine before 12 o'clock because i miss people that i don't even really like one half of us is like, Vicky, relax, it's balance. And the other part of us is like, you're on the verge of a mental breakdown. 
<laughs> and I just want to know that I'm not on my own, that everyone else is experiencing these ups and downs. But you wouldn't think the were if you look on social media. And I suppose that, that brings us to like my secret to surviving the laws of lockdown. Someone once told me ages ago that comparison is the thief of joy. And I never really understood what they meant until now. And it resonates with me so much at the moment. The thing is, like, people aren't posting their tough moments on Instagram. They're only posting their wins. So they might be having rows with their fella. They might be crying because they've gained the COVID 10 pounds. They might be stressed out and sick of their kids and hiding in the cupboard with a bottle of wine. But all they're posting is their good moments. So stop comparing yourself to Sandra and our green juice and our Zoom call with our pals and our giving birth to avocados on Instagram and just focus on you. And if you are having a good day, that's amazing. But if you are having a bad day, that's fine because I bet you there are other people having them too. And I'm just telling you that I'm having them as well. So yeah, that's how I'm dealing with the lows. Just focus on you and don't compare yourself to anyone else. You're an impressive woman and I'm not, there's no dig there. Like, this is me literally tipping me hat to you. Well done. So how, what is your secret, Liv, to a productive lockdown? Oh my God, the secret. Um, I think there's a number of things that I've been trying to do. Like you said previously about having, um, having a time to sort of chill I always allow myself one day to wallow and do nothing because I feel like it makes me work harder for the rest of the week knowing I've had that recuperation time um Uh what I did start doing at the start of lockdown is oh god I do love a list I'm a sad I love a list oh I love Um, a list they're just so comforting (laughs) how good you feel when you tick something off that's exactly what I was going to say. It's this whole accomplishment vibe that obviously I'm missing from going to different jobs every day. I can't tick off different accomplishments I've done. So what I started doing was literally listing everything I did in the day. I'd even put like workout, I'd put make breakfast, I'd put have a shower because uh-huh. there is times in my life where I've not even had the motivation or the want to get up and shower. So I know that people will be in that same headspace at some point in lockdown. So I used to make lists um, for Monday to Friday, put down exactly what I wanted to do in the day, like work out, make make breakfast, um, try something new, read something, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then by the end of that day, you've been able to physically tick off and give yourself Mm -hmm. some sort of accomplishment value, um, Mm -hmm. which just for me, it made myself feel good and then the more yeah. I felt good the more I wanted to do so it was kind of, of the snowball effect in in a good way rather than a mm-hmm. bad way I I always get and like you can tell me if I'm just really weird and this isn't me but um I when I tick something off my little list my to-do list I get like what I call a little list gasm <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a tiny little <laughs> sense of satisfaction oh my god you know when they say that a sneeze is like eighth of an orgasm yes. that's exactly what your listgasm is <laughs> it's it's more than an eighth i'm telling you that one out. if you're doing it right <laughs> you have to take yourself off for a minute <laughs> it depends um, how big the tick was yeah i mean i always like i always like scrape the tick in like i can't tick yeah. it enough it sounds really innuendo filled right now. 
I'm getting hot under the collar about our lists. <laughs> but that's a really good one, though. And it is true. Like, I, I love a list. There's something very comforting um, and a sense of satisfaction you get from knowing there was things you had to do that day and you've systematically worked through them and been productive. I do think it's lovely. But I think what was very illuminating about what you said as well was that, like, no accomplishment is almost too small, especially mm. in lockdown, Liv. Like, yeah, I've been witness. I've been witnessing these people. And honestly, I know I joke about how amazingly productive you've been, but it's never mm. comes across as smug, Liv. I have been looking on Instagram sometimes and seeing these people who've done, like, sunrise yoga and made, like, fresh green juice. <laughs> and then they've, like, gave birth to an avocado and learned to paint watercolours. And, oh, I, honestly, it's um, all... So it's almost like it's almost too much it's overwhelming yeah so I love that you see on your to-do list it can be something as small as like have a shower have breakfast yeah like, these are big achievements in lockdown mate the worst is when you get hammered on a zoom call and then everyone leaves and there's still you've still got like half your drink left oh. and then you're literally just there on your own drunk just drinking on your own in the dark <laughs> No, I don't even like. It's the most depressing thing in the world when, like, it's you just so close bad. close that laptop, and then you just realise how, like, utterly alone you really oh, are. Like, mate. And then they start because they start a lot. Then when you started doing those Zoom calls, and we, uh, for about the first week, I was like, do you know what? This isn't bad. This. <laughs> Like all my mates are here and they're all from different parts of the country and we're all yeah. out together. We'd maybe get like one wedding a year where we all get together and it's absolutely class. I love this. And then, like I said, the Zoom call comes to an end and you're like, oh no, I'm just drunk in my gaff. And then you've got to take all your tins out to the recycling bin. It's I I at the start of lockdown when you know when there was the Zoom calls and the Zoom quizzes and did you do house party? Did you get do you me- that? Do you remember that for about a yeah. week? And then do you know what? Lit. Did you ever get anyone like on the loop? Like, because do you know you get a notification on house party, like it comes up like a text. Uh-huh. And if you click on it, it just put you in that Zoom call. Yeah. So we were on a Zoom call once and one of Laura's friends must have got the Zoom the house party notification, clicked uh-huh. on it. She just entered the house party. She sat on the toilet taking a dump. No. And she was just in there. I've actually got quite an interesting take on um, on setbacks. So before I welcome our wonderful guest, who this week is going to be comedian and good friend, Matt Richardson, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I think about setbacks, right? Uh, you need your setbacks, man. Um, every time in my life um, I've had one, well, for example, everyone knows a couple of years ago, and that time has really flown on that one as well. Um, I was in a relationship and I was on this trajectory to be married and probably to have kids now. And as far as everyone else was concerned, it was dead happy. As far as even I was concerned, it was dead happy. I'd convinced myself um, and everything was everything was rosy and it was fairy tale and it was romantic and it was going to be great um and then of course it all fell apart 
Now, I'm not going to cry because I think I'm far enough away from it now and I'm happy enough in myself that I'm not going to cry. But that's probably the first time in a year and a half I can I can say that because it was really a really hard thing for us to get over. I think an amalgamation of things is tough, like being cheated on sucks. Um, there's just no other word for it. It's super shit. Um, and as well, like being embarrassed hurts. I've spent years cultivating this image of this strong, independent woman um, who you didn't have to like us, but you had to fear us. <laughs> you know what I mean? You had to respect us. I wanted to be taken seriously, and I felt like overnight this situation took that away from us. It was awful. I think the vulnerability um, hurt the most. But, yeah, that was probably one of the worst setbacks of my personal life. And, God, I really hope I, I don't, feel it again I really don't want anyone to feel that it it's the worst um and at the time I honestly didn't think I'd ever recover which is so dramatic looking back now but like if anyone's had the heart broken they totally get it they totally get it (laughs) um and yeah it was it was awful but in the weeks that ensued the time that followed what I actually I realized a lot of stuff um I realized, well, predominantly that I would survive, that I would live, <laughs> that it wasn't the end of the world, that actually like a lot of people had been through it as well. Um, in terms of my relationships with other people, um, I realized the one I was in hadn't been that healthy and subsequently others had been distancing themselves from us. So my relationship with me mom grew stronger and better. I got close out of my friends, in particular my male ones. Um, I'd realised I wasn't looking after myself. I'd been trying so hard to make someone else happy that I hadn't been nurturing my own self. Just does that make sense? Um, and even me, even like my professional relationships. I think when um, you're in a like a toxic or an unhealthy relationship, you you dedicate so much time of yourself just desperately trying to make it work and hide it from everyone else that every other aspect of your life suffers. So when you're free of that, regardless of how it happens, um, everything else just flourishes. It's as if like you step into the sunlight almost again. God, who am I? Please keep listening to this podcast. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> setbacks um although they suck at the time they teach you something there was loads of red flags in my relationship but I chose to ignore them because I just desperately wanted to be married I desperately wanted to be loved I desperately wanted to stop dating like I don't know how everyone else feels about the dating scene but fuck me in my 30s like it was super tough I just was was just ready to settle down so much so that I was forcing it with the wrong person who didn't really love us so, yeah, setbacks, sometimes they, they suck, but actually they, they, they have so much, they're carrying so much meaning, they're carrying so much message, they're there to teach you something. So it could be to teach you that you're going too fast, um, or it could be to teach you that you're ignoring so much stuff and pushing on a trajectory that isn't right for you. At one point, I really did think it wasn't going to happen. I gave up. I was just like, what are the chances of me at 33, which I was at the time, bumping into randomly, God knows where, 
the man of my dreams or or like the man that I eventually will be able to call my soulmate. Like there's just no yeah. chance. I was like, just forget it. Like it's not going to happen. Like I'm not going to meet anyone on an app. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. So if I don't, I don't. And you know what? Sometimes life isn't all about just finding the one. And it isn't to be fair, but um, it, it's always nice if you do. But um, yeah, and then obviously we were match made. And yeah, I've always said it, matchmaking, I think personally is such a good way of getting people together because you've got people that ultimately care about you uh-huh. and know you really well setting yeah. you up with someone that they clearly think is compatible and that's how we got together so yeah and I'm, I'm glad that it's a beacon of hope for loads of women because yeah at one point like I said I was 33 and I nearly gave up but girls don't because he is out there and you're <laughs> I really believe your path is your path is made out for you and I just think that like I was having so much fun and kind of being very independent and doing my own thing for so long and actually that's what I needed to do before I settled down so it was perfect timing really I mean I couldn't agree with you more like I want to talk to you more about this at length later I'm not going to get into it too much now but I think I and I probably believe this like when you're going through it, it's super difficult for you to to have clarity and to understand that actually you need to meet the wrong people so that when you meet yeah. the right one, you'll feel grateful, you'll know he's right, you you will be ready. But when you're in the when you're in the moment and oh. you're being hurt and you're being let down and you're just meeting one terrible fella after another, it is so hard to to, to be measured I know. and think and, and it's coming. You- Me good guy's coming. And people close to you, like your mum or your sister, whoever, they say to you, like, it, I promise it's going to be fine because you, w- you will meet someone that's better for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to turning 30. I am. I am. It's it's lovely that you say that. So many people stress out, but I suppose you're just super content and like the it comes across. The only thing, right? The only thing. Go on. The only thing is um, 30, Hmm. and this is no disrespect to any 30 30 year olds because I'm going to be one in a few days. 30. (laughs) is a proper adult and it, it, it's I'm now like a, <laughs> I'm now a 30 year old woman there's no like oh yeah I'm 29 oh. no you're an adult now I know you've got a child I know you've got a mortgage but you're a grown-ass woman mm. and now I'm like do I need to start acting like an adult like is this is this it and do you know what this is another thing so I'm on 
that celebrity dating app, yeah? Oh, that, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I won't tell everybody which one she's on, right? But I will tell you, when I was single, I couldn't get on it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? No. Do you not remember this? It's a madness, mate, right? So when I first come out the jungle and I was single and I was having a bit of like, oh, I'm just going to be single for the rest of my life. Nobody, how will I ever know anyone loves me for me? Not just because I'm the queen of the jungle. I'm such a <laughs> tosser. Um, That's the downfalls with winning it, hon. You see me, I come third <laughs> and I never had that problem. Never had that <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. So, no, so I was like, I remember talking to Joel Domit about it, and he was just like, You need to go on this dating app. Mm. It's like for influencers, celebs, people in the industry, super discreet, go on. And I was like, Oh my God, like, is it that easy? He was like, Yeah, of course, I'm on it. He's like, um, You've got X, I think he was like, You've got four like four million followers and a pretty face you'll be fine that was his exact words and I was like buzzing sign me up so I was in Tokyo at the time feeling so so isolated and super super lonely like you've been to Japan but I think we had very different ex- we had completely different experiences yeah because I, I loved it yeah I think you were in Kyoto slightly out for me Tokyo was like the coldest place ever and I spent like a week in hooters every night just because it was the only place people would talk to us <laughs> the waitresses used to say they loved me eyelashes and that so I'd just go in there it was so no I went to like robe I went to like a robot cafe and like a monster cafe I did go with Sunday which was a really odd I guess an odd place to take a child to Tokyo but they loved her. Like yeah. all the locals, they were obsessed. So that's why we had a different experience. But go on. <laughs> we didn't go to Hooters, unfortunately. Oh, you missed out, mate. The, the chicken wings were lit. Um, yeah, so anyway, so, <laughs> so I went, uh, one night I was lying there super late, couldn't sleep, jet lagged to death. And I'd logged in to this dating app and filled out all my relevant information. You have to see who you've been recommended by. So I was like, Joel Domit. It was honestly awful. I was so cringing at myself. And then just waiting to be accepted. And a couple of days later, I just got this email that was like, thanks for your interest. But no, 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 no word of a lie, but no thanks. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking joking me? Pete Wicks is on here? Like I was livid, mate. That was just the universe saying, no, 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 no. We've got something bigger yeah. coming. We ha- they and were then sent. Erkan stepped into your yeah. life. I mean, it was a few years later. I did have to have another little bump <laughs> oh, in the road no. before I met my knight in shining armor. But the less said about that, the better. Battle. So go on. Tell me, you're on this date nap. Is it? I mean, obviously, yeah, it's going well because they're oh, fucking right, let you on it. Ages. <laughs> this is about ages. So I'm on the, the celebrity dating app that mm-hmm. is Raya. And to be honest, oh, we've dropped the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can find Fern on Raya. <laughs> my mum got really worried that she was going to have to like start looking for 60 year old fellas and she was like are they just going to be really boring and really old and set in their ways but I let me tell you like it doesn't matter about the age it matters about the individual the one the fella she's with now they go bike riding they go on holidays for and she's having the time of Mm. her life and I think like it's given her a new lease of life compatibility isn't it and I think even me to say I'm judging someone off the off the back of a number that is like full frontal on their on their profile Uh is actually really wrong because I have got friends of all ages Mm -hmm. and some who are pushing into their late 30s early 40s one of my best friends is 40 years old Mm -hmm. and I feel like we are the same age Mm -hmm. where you would place us Mm -hmm. whether it's 40 or 30 or 20 bloody one Mm -hmm. who cares but Yeah, it, age is just a number, and I, I quickly 
have have had to learn that. That is one thing that I'd worry about. Like now in my life, I don't see where I'd fit a little girl or a little boy and I don't see where I'd fit having a baby. Um, and I, I don't know when that mindset switch is going to happen. I don't know when that's going to change for I me. I worry about it. I try not to when I just try and relax. Mm-hmm. But then every so often I do get worried that, like I said before, the, a fundamental part of being a woman is missing in me. Right. Where I have this like innate desire just to have a kid or have a baby or be a mother. Like, I had it a couple of years ago, right? And honestly, looking back, man, I think it was because I thought I couldn't. Right. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, Like, yeah. I actually yeah. thought to myself, I'd, the trajectory I thought I was on, mm-hmm. I thought I was getting married, I thought mm-hmm. I was having a house and having mm-hmm. kids, and it all it all went away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? My path totally changed. And I think because I'd had, in, in, in my eyes, that opportunity ripped away from us, mm-hmm. I wanted a baby more than ever because I thought I couldn't have one. Yeah. And that's what happened. But that's not the right reason to have one. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And I've realised the error of my ways. Yeah. Honestly, I'm so pleased everything that I thought I wanted didn't work out. When your life falls into place yeah. and you're really at the right stage and you really want one, yeah. you'll know. Yeah. yeah. And until then, don't that's... worry about it. Just mm-hmm. enjoy your life and find the right person like you think you have. Yeah. And, and it'll all just happen. And I do hope, and like, and obviously that's like the fact that's a fairy tale and all the rest of it. I do hope that one day I just wake up and I'm like, God, I'm in this really loving relationship and I've got a nice house, mm-hmm. and like, I'm just ready to do this. Mm-hmm. But you'll know. Yeah. Your body tells you, and it, it's the stupidest thing ever. But I was so ready to have a baby mm-hmm. when I had you. Yeah. But I was 29 when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and and honestly, it it just seemed right. Yeah. And it 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 was it was the right time for me and your dad. Mm-hmm. I think, like, that's what I was saying there. So, like, I look at you now, Mum, and you've got me and you've got Laura and we've got all this great relationship, and that's the bit I'd be scared of. What, that you don't get that? Is that, like, actually, I never get that feeling when I'm in my 30s. Everybody's life's different. Yeah. I've got friends that haven't got children, and they're so happy. Yeah. They're happy with each other. They're happy with... You know the most important thing? Being happy with yourself. Yeah, I know. If you are happy and content with yourself... You shouldn't worry about what anything else that happens. Mm. Just just be happy with your life, happy with yourself. And I am, I am, God, I am dead happy. Like, I feel dead lucky. I'm having a really nice time. Just enjoy it then. Yeah. Just no. enjoy life. Don't worry about, don't Try, fret all that don't, big stuff. Don't stress the small stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just, I sometimes think, I look at all my mates and my sister and like everyone else cooing over babies. and. But like, they don't have the lifestyle you have. Yeah. Your life is completely different, and and I hope that you're loving life because you've got so many great things going on. You yeah. do such fun things. I know COVID's a bit different, and everybody's having a bit of a strange time at the moment. But normally, your life is absolutely amazing. You go to great places. Yeah. You do have some fabulous times. Yeah. Soak it all in and enjoy it. And I do, you know, like I'm not being ungrateful. Don't I'm look not... at anybody else's life. Yeah, I'm not trying to compare. <laughs> I know it's a thief of joy and all that, but you know, when you're just like. Shit. Like, I'm I should be doing this. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not even that, but yes, I have said that before. Yes, all right. People just believe that life is going to be better yeah. if they're thinner. 
And so we're, we're taught this mindset from such a young age. You know, when I think back, that was basically the mindset that my mum was yeah. in. So she was always on a diet. She was always needing to lose weight. And then that kind of is fed down to, you know, me and my sister and whatever, that life is better thinner. And as a woman, you always need to be thinking about staying in shape. Like, God forbid, you should not be, you know, that that perfect image that everyone has of, of what a, bo- a woman's body should look like. And actually, like, I just started to question mm. that. Like, I just started to really think well hang on a second like my 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 whole um obsession with the scales is actually exactly as you said unhealthy yeah. versus what i what i believed to be you know my my perception of health about five years ago was like you know a like being a being a certain weight on the scale eating certain foods you know exercising obsessively it just it was such a warped version of what health yeah. was and i just think that like I, I really want to rewrite that narrative in terms of women's obsession and men's actually, but not just women's, but obsession with the scales, obsession with how much we weigh and really step away. And exactly as you said, start to check in with yourself physically, mentally, and, and see that as a reflection of how your health is. You know, there's no number on a scale that can really tell you how healthy you are. Um, and as long as you're incorporating healthy behaviors, which I'm sure you and I both do now, which is we both still exercise, we both still eat relatively well, you know, getting a good amount of sleep, not drinking too much alcohol, making sure that you're socializing, making sure that you're mentally well, all of those things make up our health. So, you know, taking the the focus away from the scales can actually open you up to so many more positive health um, behaviors that you can incorporate into your lifestyle that just don't put that pressure on you in the way that a scale does i want every woman in britain in the world to listen to that right now i feel like we should chuck them out the scales my sister calls them the sad step of shame like yeah. she's so right and it's so weird as well to hear you talk mate right I remember about that culture a couple of years ago on instagram because if i looked at my social media from say five years ago i would not recognize that girl like i used to post things mm. like oh god and i'm cringing as, I, as it comes out my mouth train insane or remain the same like things yes. do you know what i mean Those, yes. yeah like, somebody call the police because i just killed a workout like literally mate like i'm, I'm as they come out my mouth i'm like you dickhead but i believed it alice like i was so into it's it that, like, that arrogant mindset as well which really yeah. annoys me is that like I, I work out and I exercise, therefore I'm better than everyone else because I've just gone to the... Oh, like, no. I was so there. You know, like, I would post, like, just finish a gym workout. Why does anyone need to know? <laughs> like, <laughs> why does anyone care? But guys, I just finished a workout. Don't worry, I've done my gym session today. <laughs> As if anybody was sitting there being like, I wonder if Alice has trained the day. I know. Oh, honestly, honestly. Number one, right? What is the toughest thing you have ever seen written about you? What's been the hardest thing to digest? Oh, hands down, that I was dead. Now, this one was tough. Oh Imagine, my God. Right? I know, I swear to God, right? No. So, I swear, there is nothing worse than waking up to news that you're dead. Because cause then you start thinking, shit, am I dead? And I'm like dreaming that I'm alive, oh reading God. that I'm dead, right? That is me. So what happened was... I had meningitis. Uh, mm-hmm. It was about 2000, uh, could have been about 2005 or 2006. I had meningitis, right? And I was really sick. And mm-hmm. I was in the hospital in East Surrey, where, um, which is not far from here, funny mm-hmm. enough. And I wasn't even living in this area. But anyway, that's where I ended up. Who cares, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I'm in there 
and I'm getting worse and they're doing lumbar punctures and I'm getting worse and I'm going in and out of consciousness. I remember this. And so my mum was ringing me from Australia and she got on a plane and came over and my dad couldn't come and Mm -hmm. I was on the phone to them every day. And I fell asleep one night and I was actually, I fell asleep feeling great. And Mm -hmm. I woke up the next morning and literally my phone, and they weren't iPhones then, I know, so old school. They weren't iPhones even in early 2000s. I don't know what it was. But I had message after message going, please, God, let this not be true. Please message me back. Tell me you're okay. So I thought, what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then my, I got a message. Someone came in and said, um, you might want to look at the front page of this newspaper. And I went, what? And I thought it was something about someone else. And then it said, no. Andre dies from brain bug, right? And I no. was like, I was like, man, I literally was spinning because could you imagine reading that thinking, am I dead? That's what I thought. Am I dead? And then I thought, or then I thought maybe they know something I don't know. And this is going the wrong way. I was freaking out. But anyway, I, I, I wasn't. And then, um, and I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So pleased about it. Really really thrilled. (laughs) I cannot believe that. Not in my wildest dreams did I think yeah. you were going to say that. It's weird. Nah, that's, I mean, hats off to you. That's that's pretty bad scrutiny to survive that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not bad because because someone said, you must be a popular fellow because you're on the front page of the newspaper. I'm thinking, that's not the point. I'm dead. <laughs> Shit. Well, I, for one, am really thrilled it was just a <laughs> Well, we wouldn't have been able to do this today, possibly. Social media is a funny one, isn't it? Like it's, yeah. it's got such good points, and I really love being on there. But then you get so oh, some of the stuff that people say. Yeah. I'm like, what? How is that benefiting your life? Yeah. Like the weirdest one. This is the ones that like somebody could say to me, Rosie, can't stand you. You're an absolute clip. Bloody blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, that's a bit hurtful, but that's all right. These are the ones that get me right. Uh-huh. I put something up. Of, uh, it, I've got like a dressing room upstairs, and it's just got blinds in blinds, uh-huh. like vertical blinds at the, at the on the window. Somebody messaged saying, "Why have you just got? Why have you just got blinds? Why don't you have curtains? I've got curtains. They look much better with blinds." And when you're like, <laughs> what? "What is wrong why? with you? Go away! Why have you felt the need to tell me to get some curtains? Like that's that's what bugs me. That's the ones that keep me awake at night." <laughs> Why did that deaf lass message me telling me that I need curtains like her? Can we oh, just yeah. can we just ask? Was it Lawrence Llewellyn Bolan who messaged me? <laughs> no. I mean, I wish maybe I would have listened. If it had been there, I'd be like, right, okay, fair enough. Like you know better than me. No, no, no. Just some some random person who and they are the ones, the passive aggressive. Oh. I know better than you. Those are the ones that get me more than the just don't like you that, that's fine like if you don't like us not everybody likes everybody and that's absolutely fine but it's just a strange world isn't it well guys there you have it some of the highlights from season one of it you pass in the secret too if you've enjoyed those highlights i'd highly recommend going back through the series and listening to some more of the episodes well i mean of course i would it's my podcast and i pretty much get money every time you listen to it so don't take my word for it read some of the fantastic reviews there's plenty <laughs> God, I sounded so smug there. 
<laughs> I just wanted to say thank you so much to all of my guests, but more importantly, thank you to all the lovely listeners who've enabled me to carry on making the podcast. Saying all the reviews every week means the world to us, and it makes us want to make more. So having said that, don't mourn the loss of season one too much, because we'll be back with season two before you know it. I'll have some brilliant guests and some wicked topics, and it'll just be so good. But as always, I would love to hear your opinions and your feedback. So if there's any particular guest you think would be great or something you've been struggling with and you think, God, I wish that you'd do an episode on that, then please don't hesitate to get in touch because I honestly started this podcast to make people feel better, to give them like a nice little takeaway. And if I'm not doing that, then what's the point? I mean, I know I mentioned the money earlier, but honestly, it really isn't that much. <laughs> we are also running a lovely little bonus episode in the next couple of weeks where I'll be responding to all your questions and anything you may want to know and anything about the podcast. So if you do want to get in touch, I love hearing from you all. You can reach us via the email at vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com or via reviews on Apple Podcasts or via Instagram, or via anyway, quite frankly. I just want to hear from you, man. <laughs> so watch out for season two coming soon to Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember, guys, do us a little favour and tell all your mates. <laughs> See you soon, you lovely lot. We are just getting started at Vicky Patterson's Secret 2 HQ, and I can't wait for you to see what we've got in store for you for season two.